Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Stanley Cup will be in the building, the champagne on ice, an overflow crowd is expected, a capacity crowd at T-Mobile Arena tonight. Can the Golden Knights complete the mission and win the title by closing out the Florida Panthers? Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. we come to you from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you all tuning in and viewing us on the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights as well. And thank you so much for, uh, again, subscribing there. Um, Our numbers are just through the roof, and we can't do this without all of your support. So we appreciate all of you, and we definitely appreciate a lot of our new followers, new listeners, new viewers. You could follow us as well on Twitter, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, at LockdownVGK. Chris, the big moment is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Golden Knights are prohibitive favorites to win tonight's game number five in the Stanley Cup final. And they could wrap it up, wrap up the series with a win tonight. Bruce Cassidy had just a light skate for the team on Monday. He wants to make sure that the Golden Knights come out and they have their legs, especially in this contest. And uh, game number five against the Panthers coming up tonight. Meanwhile, the Panthers are a team that is battered. They're in disarray, actually. And as we said and mentioned on yesterday's show, the Golden Knights have a huge edge in the war of attrition. It's time to knock out the Panthers. It's time to do that tonight. At the Panthers skate, Chris, on Monday, Hmm. missing in action. Matthew Kachuk was out. Radko Gudis didn't skate. Nick Cousins, Brandon Montour. The question is, will all four of those players be in the lineup? With or without them, you have to believe one of the early keys has for v- it has to be for VGK to score early because, as we've mentioned before, in 10 games in the playoffs, VGK has scored a goal within the first five minutes. I think if they get out to that early advantage, the crowd gets into it, and they could be buzzing up and down the ice. What are your thoughts? Um, Before we get into that, i got some fun numbers to share. So today... Marks 2,548 days, 3,669,000 minutes, 220,140,000 seconds since the city of Las Vegas was awarded an NHL franchise. And then now tonight, June 13th, uh, the Golden Knights have a shot to win their first Stanley Cup. So that's uh, that just gives me chills just kind of saying that right there. Um so the war of attrition scoring first, I mean, yeah, all of that is extremely important. Um, you start with the second period, right? You know, the Vegas Golden Knights are going to have a strong second period. They've been dominating that period throughout the playoffs as well as the Stanley Cup finals. So th- there might be some, you know, some nerves, right? Florida might even get an early goal in this game and, you know, make make for some nervous energy inside a T-Mobile arena. But I think the Golden Knights at some point will settle down and, I mean, yes, if they can score first, and obviously it'd be really nice if it was like a four to nothing, you know, route or something like that. I don't think the Florida Panthers go that easily. It would be nice if it happened like that. Perfect world, get through the first period tied, and I think that the Vegas Golden Knights can really turn it on just because that's how they've kind of been going throughout uh, the Stanley Cup final. And 
Back at home ice, it's been a different story. Seven to two, five to two, and Florida still has yet to win a game on T-Mobile Arena ice. So oh and eight, I think. Yeah, yeah. tremendously tall task uh, for the Florida Panthers. It's possible they are. You have to give them credit for you know possibly being able to pull off something crazy. But let's end this thing. Let's get this over with. <laughs> Up three games to one. There's no chance, right, that Florida could come back. Always uh, a teams, chance. There's a chance. There's a teams chance. that have held a three to one series advantage in the Stanley Cup final are 36 and one. VGK will be relying once again on balanced scoring. It's just a matter of who's going to step up in each situation in each night. And please, no stupid line changes or dumb penalties. I. I want to see a clean game or as clean as it could be, hard-fought game, clean checking game, maybe a nice fight at the end, and then they come out and There's not going to be a fight at the end. <laughs> there there might be some rough stuff throughout the game, but the end of the game is uh, when all of that is left behind. And again, end of the no matter what the – well, okay, if there's a fight at the end of the game, it means there's going to be a game six. So let's not have let's not have any fights at the end of the game. And even worse, if uh, the Golden Knights didn't win the game and there was a fight, we – yeah, no, we don't. There's no room for any of that right now. Um, a good professional game for the Golden Knights is what's needed. A simple game. Don't overthink it. Don't let the moment get too big. And this is where this type of roster is really going to help and all the leadership of the people that have been there before and the people that know what it takes to get to this point, but necessarily didn't, you know, get there like Riley Smith and March or so. And, you know, William Carlson, the rest of uh, the season one players that got close. And that's where they rely on people like Petrangelo, Alec Martinez, Jonathan Quick on the bench, uh, Barbashev, you know, to keep him in the moment, sort of speak Chandler Stevenson. That's obviously as full circle as it gets, I guess, for this team right now. So, you know, just everyone do their job. Don't change a whole lot. And, you know, Florida has four key injuries. We only, I mean, do we even know if Matt Kachuk is in Vegas right now? Honest question. Like, that's been a question. I don't know if uh, I don't, he wasn't on the ice. We know that. Mm-hmm. Nothing was mentioned at the presser. I haven't seen a picture of him, and I, I don't know if he's even here right now. Yeah, I bet you he's here. He'll play I, I regardless. I got to think he's here, and I, I got to think you're right, Tony, but he just might be in a spot where he can't. Yeah, interesting. And, you know, on uh, Monday, uh, Eric Stahl had uh, really, uh, he talked about the pressure that is put on teams leading three games to one because he's been there before. Uh, when he played for the Hurricanes, uh, they were playing Edmonton in, I think it was 2006, and his team went up three games to one, the Hurricanes, and then uh, Edmonton battled back, and eventually the Canes won it in game seven. But he said the pressure is just immense, and that's something that they're going to have to deal with, experience or not. But again, you get a lot of those early jitters will come out of you if you can get an early lead. And for Aiden Hill, I think the time to get to him, and if you are going to score and make him uncomfortable in that, it's early. We've seen that, and then he just seems to settle in, and then he's fine from there. But he's starting his 14th game. On Tuesday night, it'll be his 14th game that he will start in the playoffs. Unbelievable. It's crazy because one of the concerns we had about Aiden Hill coming into the season, I mean, this is a full circle moment for us right now. I was concerned if Logan Thompson was going to get around 55 or more starts. 
The reason I was concerned is because Aiden Hill at the time, I don't, I believe he hadn't had more than 24, 25, 21, something like that. What was career. he like 16, seven and one? I, I think something like that, right? Was yeah, that something like that. But coming in though, before oh, he coming was a in Golden before, Knights, yeah, yeah, he'd never had sure. more than, you know, 25, 21, 27 starts, whatever the number was. So you kind of wondered how it was going to happen. Obviously, we know now it was going to take five goalies and uh, the rest is history, unfortunately, for the way the goaltending carousel worked out. And, you know, there's got to be somewhere down for Aiden Hill. I mean, he's enjoying the moment and everything, but this has to be taking a toll on his body and everyone else. But you mentioned pressure for the Golden Knights. I mean, I don't know how much pressure they're feeling. I mean, I know coming, I'm sure the vibe was different at practice. That's not a shot at, you know, chances, brunch and all that nonsense, but I'm sure the vibe was different once they got on the ice and they know everyone inside city national and the line of people waiting to see him coming in and out. They're counting on a championship being delivered tonight. And that's certainly a different weight, but uh, deep down Vegas knows they're better than Florida, right? They know they are much better than a healthy version of the Florida Panthers, let alone. And this is what we talked about a couple shows ago, just the physical nature of this series and the fact that VGK is on the top side of it right now. They are winning the war of attrition. The only injury, the only major notable issue is injury is in the goal right now. Jack Eichel, he's taken a couple real hard hits. Obviously, Kachuk got him, and then the the puck to the neck, unfortunately. But he bounced well, right back. That, he seems like he's no worse for the wear. Does that count as a block shot for VGK? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. But you know, point being is. VGK, they're they're in the right spot. They know they know the situation. It's not too big for them based on the leadership. You know, Cassidy is just as hungry as every one of the players are. I mean, Cassidy had a three games to two lead and a chance to you know win a game seven at home to win the Stanley Cup against uh, Barbashev and Alex Petrangelo. Oddly enough, so you know, starting from him, he's going to make sure everything is uh, in place. It's going to go downhill from there and. You know, you'd hope, uh, you know, Ioki doing his thing out front and the flyovers and everything else doesn't get uh, in the heads of the Golden Knights. And uh, there'll be no better moment when the puck drops and we can just watch a dang hockey game. I said, dang. Okay. The dang you did that, say dang. You know? That's good. And uh, for Ioki, again, like the pregame festivities, <sighs> I've been around Steve Ioki to know kind of his. Oh, he's, he's a huge Golden Knight fan. Huge. He just bought a house here, and he's been seen around town, blah, blah, blah. But his whole thing is, okay, he'll play some music, and sometimes fans just don't react, right? But this, these fans probably be liquored up all day, and they'll probably be getting into it. If they don't, if they don't, he's got to be throwing cake, number one. And if that doesn't get the fans going, he's going to probably get out the rap. Okay, okay, let's let's do the crowd surfing. Because they're not like moving. Everyone's just standing still. So they're going to make it contrived. And But it'll be a fun environment once again. And I know that you're going to be getting your tattoo out there of the Golden Knights Stanley Cup. Uh, coming up next uh, <laughs> with BGK on the brink of winning the Cup, we have to ask you this question, Chris. How will the fans react if they win the Cup come Tuesday night? Back with more after this on Locked On Golden Knights. For a championship team, maybe perhaps on Tuesday night, we will see the chip here in Vegas. It is all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit, a.k.a. Barbashev, a.k.a. Barbashev. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part has to fit just right. So the next time that you need parts and accessories, just head over to eBay Motors with the eBay Guaranteed Fit 
you can make sure that every part fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and then look for the green check and you will know that the part will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time at all. And after all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items apply. Exclusions apply. Welcome back on Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas on what could be a banner day. Like that, banner day. Uh, we appreciate you all making us your first listen. Don't forget on Fridays, we've got our What the Friday feature, and I'm sure we're going to get some good ones come this uh, Friday. Um, I was accused because I posted, okay, okay, so what is what is uh, Cassidy's nickname? It's Butch Cassidy, Butch, right? Butch, sure. Yeah, Butch, right? Sure. Someone accused us on our Twitter feed of acting like we came up with that because I put a gif of Butch Cassidy instead of Bruce Cassidy on there. You guys didn't come up with that? Yeah, we know. That's been his nickname for how long? Earth. Okay. How difficult <laughs> is it to win the cup at home? The last team that did it at home, you recall this one, 2015 and your Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, we were just talking about that before we went live, and I was shocked to think that it's been uh, eight years. I mean, you got the bubble situation makes that kind of weird, but eight seasons since a team has celebrated on home ice, and I do remember the Blackhawks game. We were at Windy City Beefs and Pizza in Henderson, all my Chicago buds, my my dad, Amanda, family, my buddy Frank, Chris Condos, just having a good time. One minute left, I remember popping the champagne and uh, the, thing, the cork popped right off. We put a hole in the ceiling that's uh, still there to this very day, oddly enough. Um, and it was just so much fun. I mean, the Golden Earth, the Blackhawks, uh, they they own Tampa Bay in that series. They beat them four to one, kind of a gentleman sweep, like hopefully the Golden Knights are about to do. Uh, I think it was a two nothing game. Duncan Keith and Patrick Kane, the goal scorers. And uh, Chicago just controlled that game start to finish as they controlled most of their Stanley Cup uh runs uh they never not too many game sevens never they faced elimination not often at all and that's something that you know the golden knights are going to join i'll try and do some research but i kept getting sidetracked there can't be too many teams that have made it through the playoffs without facing an elimination game and you know taking a series seven games and you know that's a testament to hopefully what the golden knights are about to do in their little place in history um as you know, what might be a dominant playoff run. Uh, Chris, so how do you think, I want to ask you a couple of questions. So first, how do you think the fans are going to react <laughs> if VGK uh, gets the cup, if they win it, if they hoist the cup? And again, the first player to celebrate and to handle the cup will be the captain, Mark Stone, which is really a cool thing for what he's been through throughout his career here and the back issues and all of that. So how will the fans react, number one? Will it be a rowdy crowd? And, folks, please don't go around trashing anything. This is our beautiful city, okay? And let's just do this in a responsible way. You don't have to go out there and do anything crazy on the Strip. Do you think a lot of fans will converge on the Strip? And then also, too, you're going to be in attendance at the game. So you, as a season ticket holder from day one, <laughs> I know you get chills. And I think it's so cool, too. Uh, 
how will you celebrate if they win the cup tomorrow night or uh, Tuesday night? I should say, um, yeah, there's no words that can, you know, and, and the excitement of sharing that moment with my son and, you know, the, the family around me and everything now that we have, I mean, it's, you can't put that into words and, you know, it's been really fun, you know, going through the Blackhawks run and everything it wasn't in Chicago. I was here obviously with the, you know, my new Chicago family here in Las Vegas, but you know, this is, this is different. Um, there's, there's a, just a jubilation and there's that commercial that they keep showing. I don't know if they did it this year, but they've done it a couple times to the NHL where they're showing players when they're doing one of their interviews after winning the cup and the players are just speechless and they kept going on and on and on. And that's kind of, there's no good way to explain the moment. And I'm sure it'd be a pretty emotional, you know, being there with my kid, he's just as big of a part of this as I am, as far as the joy and maybe, uh, you know, he's what fuels the excitement and sharing this, not just with my son, my, with my family as well. I mean, we have a loft that's painted in golden night colors. You see my office, uh, my office was like this, I think, really before I started the podcast. I got Golden Knight stuff in front of us, the side that uh, you never get to see. So it's, you know, it's it's strange. It's it's a very weird feeling. It doesn't feel like it's happening. It's, um, you know, you kind of wait so long to be in, involved in something like this as a fan. And I don't just mean six years as a Golden Knight fan, but as a lifelong hockey fan. And, uh, you know, it. I hope it happens. I just hope it happens. Otherwise, uh We'll have some nervous energy because, I mean, God forbid Vegas does lose game five. I got a feeling we're coming back here for game seven. <laughs> that would be great, though, too. That would all, all be awfully good, I think, you know, because, again, it's fun hockey. I know you don't agree. Um, I'll pay off my season this... tickets for the next three years if that happens. So, I mean, I'll take it from that aspect. <laughs> who on the Vegas Golden Knights would you say is built for the moment? When you say built for the moment specifically. I'm saying, like, who could step up and – just step into the spotlight in a game like this because you're always going to remember, right? A closeout game. Oh yeah. That was the game that Jack Eichel scored the hat trick or that's where I was going to say that it's, I mean, I feel like Eichel would love, you know, you think about the Buffalo game, right? He was on a different level that game. He had a different amount of determination to, he didn't want to stick it to the fans there. I think it was more against the organization. He really wanted to make his mark in that moment. So I'll start with Jack Eichel being the one that all of a sudden could have a performance that leaves us like, whoa, what just what I can't believe I saw what I saw. Um, outside of Jack Eichel, you know, you look at someone who can maybe just kind of skate the puck between players and things like that and make some of those moves and the best version of that on the Golden Knights is someone like Shea Theodore, who does have the ability to score, you know, a dazzling goal where he does go coast to coast between all the players. Or we saw obviously his goal in game one, um, his deke and his turn and all that stuff. So, you know, someone like Shea Theodore, you could really expect something big from. It's it's a layup to say Mark Stone's going to show up and have a game, but I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Um, I think Aiden Hill's built for this moment just because he is very grounded during all of this he's not you know you see him in the interviews after the game even after he's uh you know roughing it up and everything he's out there smiling about it and stuff and you know there's a number of players that can really you know take the reins and run with it and lead it and um you know Jack Eichel and maybe Alex Petrangelo could be the one just because Petrangelo knows what it takes as well and uh, for Bruce Cassidy on uh, the 14th, which is the day after Tuesday's game, of course, uh, on the 14th of June, that will mark his one-year anniversary. <laughs> That's so cool. Since being hired <laughs> here in Vegas. And what a run it's been. And he's just, right now, though, 
He is brimming with confidence. And I could but tell he he's not rocking. <laughs> I was rocking on yesterday's show more than Cassidy has in the entire I, postseason. I, I, I noticed that. I noticed confident. that. I was a little uncomfortable uh, yesterday. Well, I don't know what was going on here. But, uh, yeah, so in any event, Cassidy, though, is definitely – a very confident <laughs> coach. And I think that that's carrying over to the team as well. He said, they, they, you know, they know what's going on here and they know what's at stake. They're talking. Now, this is my first time, like obviously being a part of this on the media side, going this deep. So, you know, I'm obviously, you know, a part of this 24 seven, whether I'm at T-Mobile at city national or whatever, I'm, you know, pretty dialed in right now. I don't remember, you know, just like here. I mean, they're, they're not, they're not avoiding the moment right now. They they know they're one game away and they're talking about it and they're talking about what one more victory means and all of that. I just don't feel like I remember that, you know, like watching the Blackhawks as a fan for their three runs and stuff. I felt it was a lot more, you know, kind of like the perspective of you don't touch the, the conference trophy, right? You don't talk about the Stanley Cup. You don't mention the Stanley Cup. You know, we rule one. We don't talk about Fight Club or something. Isn't that how that goes? Whatever. But point being is the Golden Knights, they're, they're embracing it right now. And I think that's a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. And maybe all the hoopla at City National today wasn't a bad thing. Maybe it actually helped distract the team in some strange way from all the distractions. As weird as that sounds, Maybe it does all make sense. Who knows? And if the Golden Knights go out to, tonight and uh, you know shake this thing down five to one or something like that, then uh, hey, you know, good job on that brunch chance, that boy. Yeah, for sure. And uh, VGK again with everything at stake. And again, to your point about feeling confident, I heard Jonathan Marcheseau say, "Even we've got them." You know, so they're feeling really good about themselves and. Keegan Colasar, we talked about on yesterday's show. <laughs> He's fun. I like it when teams hate us. You know, it's great. <laughs> and even Cassidy, though, on the bench, has really shown more of a personality, if you will, especially in the Stanley Cup final. Again, because his team's playing loose. And again, that comes from the very top. This goes back to media day. Um, I felt there was a vibe uh, a week and change ago now. Where the Florida Panthers, you know, they're they're loose. They're they're excited to be in the Stanley Cup final. And there was a vibe amongst some of the players of just watching their interactions and stuff that they're they're content with being here right now. I'm not saying that doesn't mean they they don't want to win the Stanley Cup or anything like that, but hey, we made the Stanley Cup. This is pretty cool. Now let's let's see how it goes, right? You know, let's see what happens. Where when you're talking to the Golden Knights, they were loose, but they were also very business orientated. You know, William Carlson is a great example. Um, just very, you know, not just with my questions, but just very close to the best. Uh, Aiden Hill was relaxed and in the moment, but he was ready for it. And Jack Eichel, same thing. You know, he's saying all the right things and stuff. And he's getting those. I, I set him up to maybe take a little shot at Buffalo when I asked him a question. And he took the bait a little bit, but he's also giving the right answers. And even Colasar, and I talked to Teddy Bluger a little bit and, you know, watching Barbashev interact and things like that. And obviously Stone and March Stone and everybody else, like they're they're comfortable right now. There, it's a business mentality, and this was the perspective coming into the Stanley Cup final. Like, okay, we're going to win this thing this time, and we don't know what's said behind closed doors, but I got a feeling they had a pretty aggressive perspective about uh, how they felt the series was going to go, and I don't think it's as aggressive as uh, the Florida Panthers' tone was. Now, Florida's pretty aggressive on the ice with their, you know, with their physicality and stuff like that, but you know, Vegas. Coming in, I think they had a better grasp on knowing what it takes to win the cup than the Florida Panthers, and we're seeing that right now. 
It was good to hear from Jackie Aces on Monday saying that, uh, yes, he definitely knows who Charles Barkley is because Barkley said that <laughs> he, he didn't recognize him. But the thing about Barkley was he calls him Mr. Eichel. I mean, that's such a sign of respect. But, of course, Jackie Aces, he seems like a worldly guy, and he's a big sports fan, too. He is a, definitely a very big sports not, fan. Not a Sixers guy, apparently, though. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was pretty awesome. He said that he was tied up with friends, and he saw him. He shook his hand, and he just was kind of distracted with people and friends and what have you. It's like oh, a day in the life of a celebrity for Jackie Aces. Coming up next, we've got our locks of the night, and our predictions are ahead last for one, game baby. number last five. One of the Stanley Cup final. Could this be the last time that we do our locks of the night for the season and our predictions? Who knows? Back with more right after this. Uh, Locked on Golden Knights. We are back on Locked on Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and season ticket holder day one, Chris Golick. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you tuning in to our YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. Please subscribe there or sub there, whatever you say. We're 27 away. I just checked. We're 27 away from 1,000. Okay, man. And we appreciate everyone on this drive here. And we've gotten so many people. The cool thing, again, Chris, is just that all these fans are coming into, you know, our home, right? Our YouTube channel, our podcast. (laughs) This is my home. (laughs) No, but yeah. from everywhere, which I know, is it's so awesome. cool. And the interactions are great. It's fans, not of the Golden Knights specifically, but fans from everywhere. We've picked up a lot of good fans along the way who kind of see both sides of what's happening. The so, road fans have been great, too. I mean, even if they don't agree and even if the chirps get a little borderline, that's fun. That's what it's all about. Like, that's, you know, chirping and armchair quarterbacking and second-guessing the stuff we're saying. That's uh, it's all part of the gig. It's a blast, and I love every second of it. So what's the percentage of fans that are local that will be in attendance at T-Mobile on Tuesday night? What do you think the percentage of local fans will be? 85 plus, maybe close to 90. Close to 90 at a parade, okay? And I think if they win on Tuesday night, I think that the parade will probably be on Friday. And so all the kiddos. Helicopter parade. Are they are they going to be on helicopters waving down to us? Maybe, perhaps. You never know. Like I said, Lake Bellagio is not a bad move. Uh, okay, I was trying to think of like how many people would be along a parade route in our city. Would it be hundred thousand, hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand? How many people? Just you know, that's them. a weird number because we're not we're not a big big met- metropolitan area. We're not New York. We're not Chicago. We're we're not SoCal. I mean, I don't know. Um, Let's do this on Green quarter million, Park. Quarter, quarter million. I don't know. I'm throwing a number out there. I mean, yeah. definitely not. Do it on Water Street. That could be fun. Yeah, for sure. I can, I can walk. It's time for our locks of the night and our predictions. And so I am going to go with my locks of the night. I am going to go um, with Eichel and, Stone are, Eichel and Stone are out already. Trust me okay. on that one. I'm going to go with Rizzy. Why does why does Stone call Nick Wah Rizzy? I don't understand that. Everyone I was going to ask you who Nikki, you were saying there, but okay. Wai, I, what would they? Yeah, you can't call him Wai, but Rizzy. I don't know why that's okay. So that's his nickname. And then Alex Petrangelo has to make up. He's got to make amends for hitting the uh, puck over <laughs> over the glass into the netting. And yeah, that was kind of silly uh, in game number four. And uh, hey. 
the good news is that Petrangelo is not going to be suspended. So the NHL actually was, did take a look at it, according to Elliot Friedman. Three seconds, but yeah, that was nothing. Okay, there, that was a non-starter. Look, look at it, but Alex Petrangelo um, against Bruce Cassidy, also too. He's got to make up with his coach as well. Against him back in 2019, in Game Seven, he had a goal and an assist in the four-to-one victory for the St. Louis Blues. So I'm going to say that Alex Petrangelo will step up in the moment, moment as will the Rizzy man. Yeah, oh, four score. to three, VGK. Oh boy, it's got to be VGK. Come on, man. They they were minus one eighty five at last but, check. Tony, you can't win for losing. We just we just lost three subscribers when they saw you pick VGK to win this game. Man. All right, so I am going to go four to one Vegas. Um, it's been three three goal and five goal deficits for the first two games of T Mobile. Florida's hobbled. They're against the ropes. They're beat up. I just don't see a path to them being overly competitive in this one. And if they do, then credit Bobrowski for having the game of his life. And uh, we'll keep the show going for a little while longer here. So 4-1 Vegas, give me two misfits. It feels like a misfits type of moment. March or so. And Carlson is possibly my last lock of the night just to give it to Tony a little bit more there. So 4-1 Vegas, March or so and Carlson. Uh, little Chris did give me his picks before he went to bed. We're going 4-3 Vegas. So we, we like four. We like four tomorrow night, Tony. Four is tonight. a good number. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, going He's going to chalk it up with Eichel and Stone. Eichel and Stone. Okay, that's why you said they were already taken. I was wondering what was happening there. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, have they ever won, have they ever won when, we all, when we all picked Vegas on anything? I don't, I don't think know. we've all picked Vegas know. on any one night. Because I've, I've always been the odd man out. Uh, VGK's defense, I think, again, stepping up in game four, 30 block shots, 31 if you count the one off of Eichel's neck or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, 30 block shots in that game. The thing that's incredible, I just remember Paul Maurice talking after game number two that he played against the Golden Knights this season. He was like, you know, they blocked. Their, the amazing thing about the Golden Knights was their forwards blocked a lot of the shots. It wasn't so much their defensemen. He said, I know we could get some shots through in the future, but that trend has continued, obviously, uh, throughout the playoffs, and that's been a major key for VGK. At Monday's presser, um, they did men- they did ask him about uh, about the shots blocked and stuff, and he didn't have an answer for it. He didn't have a, you know, and he's not going to say a whole lot as far as strategy goes, even in, in this point of the series, but you could tell he's he doesn't have an answer for it, and no one's had an answer for it. Edmonton, you know, was, was able to put up some numbers, but you know, you got McDavid, you got Drysaddle, you have a lot more, you know, top level talent that Florida just doesn't have, and that's not taking anything away from you know Ekblad and Barkov and obviously Makachuk and all that, but you know they just don't have those other horses, you know, that can really change a game right now. And I mean, what version of Matt Kachuk are we going to see tomorrow if? any 30 percent 40 35 percent he's going to play power plays he's going to play you know the final five minutes of the game the final final five minutes of the game offensive zone face-offs and get off like you know you you only got 18 skaters and if they do dress kachuk they're going to have 17 and a quarter skaters and that's not even acknowledging gudis and all the other injuries that this team has nick cousins and montour and uh uh, Declare, I thought, was hurt as Declare well. Declare got I mean, hurt in game four, and then he came back, or maybe he didn't come back, but he's he's healthy. He was skating. Okay, good. Uh, on so, Monday. So that's and, I, and we want a best on best. Like, I mean, obviously, yeah, it would be nice I to see have a nice, some more good easy games win, and, but yeah. 
the point being in this, I've been saying this since about game two, you know, finish those hits. Uh, when you have this many players, this, you know, beaten and battered, so to speak, finish them off cleanly. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do it behind the whistle or behind the play, but finish those hits. If you got Kachuk in your crosshairs, take him out for the rest of the series in a legal, clean manner because he might just be one hit from doing it. And, you know, if there's fans saying, oh, how dare you say something like that? Well, go back and watch what's been happening to Mark Stone, you know, the entire playoffs, folks. He's, he's been getting it before and after and during the play and the cross checks to the back this series as well. You know, so if we got a chance to uh, get some of that back on our side, and we already do have that on our side, but, you know, keep it going because this series could extend, you know. So, I mean, you hope it doesn't extend. Obviously, I've said that a million times the show so far, but, you know, a win the battle, lose the war type of thing where if the Florida Panthers do come out victorious, you know, make sure uh, make sure they're going to have one less player on Thursday night or Friday, whenever game, uh, whatever next game would be. Yeah. And uh, South Beach Bruce wouldn't mind going back there, but he wants to go there for vacation. Are you sure that you want to go to this game? I mean, could you imagine how much you could sell your tickets for to buy all that new hockey equipment for little Chris? I'm selling two of my tickets. I'm, I'm, I got two and I'm selling two, so I'm cool. <laughs> Man, so the ticket prices were soaring still, and it was 800 plus for standing room. And some people said it's five, six deep. You can't even see a game. It depends on it depends on how they do it. Um, if they open the triangles, you better get there when the doors the second the doors open. And so no cake, so no cake for Myoki is what you're saying. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Get there early and uh, wear a catheter. Don't have to leave to go to the restroom because someone will (laughs) will take your seats. So yeah. Okay, so for the casual fans that don't have tickets to the game, where would you uh, expect them to be? Obviously, all the local bars will be cooking. The bars around T-Mobile will be cooking. Uh, Henderson on Water Street has another viewing party. Um, uh, <laughs> hopefully the screen works, the sound, and doesn't cut out, and the do- hot dog guy's there or whatever. Um, and so, like, I think, well, seriously, though, like a lot of fans are going to want to go there and be a part of history. So they are going to go down to the strip. There's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously. Will they close if, off the strip, uh, you know, in that certain area around no, there? I mean, they'll probably, I mean, they keep the streets closed, like the New York, New York Drive. And uh, yeah, they'll, they close the, well, the Park there'll MGM be, Drive is open. That that whole area will be sealed off, I'm guessing. Um, there'll be more fans there. And you're, it's going to be hard to get there your hasn't car been out of a garage. Ton. Well, we park at MGM and we should roll right out of there, hopefully at two, three in the morning. <laughs> okay. So little Chris doesn't have a curfew. I don't care what there is. I'm I'll 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 take I'll 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 serve my awesome. I'll serve my double minor on this one. I'll I'll deal with I'll deal with the repercussions. Okay. And uh champagne toast perhaps if they win at home? Sure. Okay. <laughs> well good luck, man. No, it's been a ton of fun and just watching it, you know, through you and little Chris has been really enjoyable to say the very least. Uh, we thank everyone for tuning in, especially our everydayers. Thank you so, so much for subscribing to our YouTube channel, all your comments across Twitter. So much fun at Lockdown VGK. And this, Chris, could become a night, K-N-I-G-H-T, to remember. And so we're looking forward to a big game. And hopefully, for you VGK fans, the Golden Knights come out of the game hoisting the Stanley Cup. For Chris Kolick, I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll see you again tomorrow. Things could be wrapped up right here (laughs) on Locked On Golden Knights.